Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather this week we are looking into classic movie makeovers versus reality all right hit that music Hey guys, welcome back. We are so glad that you've come back after our Mean Girls Month in April. It was so much fun. It was fun. It's really nostalgic to see all those movies again. It is, and I'm super thankful that we had our awesome friends on to uh, to guest with us. So a special thanks out to Lainey, to Jess, and to Sarah, who helped uh, bring an educator's perspective to uh, this Mean Girl genre that we wanted to talk about. Lots of fun. So was I was fun. thinking today, as I was coming down off of this very girl-centric month that we've had, and uh, I actually came across a little video on, I think it was BuzzFeed the other day, and it was talking about some of the like 10 greatest movie makeovers, and uh, you know, I'm going through and I'm watching them, and of course we've just done this makeover with Clueless, and a teeny tiny one in Mean Girls, and just like, I started thinking about like, let's let's talk about these movie makeovers that always look so amazing and everyone thinks their lives are going to be totally different after the makeover uh, versus the reality of either what happens in the movie or, you know, how we would deal with this and kind of handle it on our own. So That sounds good because uh, every single one of our shows uh, kind of had a makeover in it. Yeah. Carrie was the only one that didn't maybe, but it did. She made herself over. Yeah. And then she burned everybody alive. It was amazing. <laughs> that's that's probably the reality of how half of these makeovers should have gone. So have you had a lot of uh, makeovers in your lifetime, Heather? Nope, never had one. I've, I wouldn't say I've had makeovers where like, oh my God, everything's going to be different. But I've like, I have had several friends who are makeup artists and things like that. So I've had people try to give me a new look, if you will. And uh, I don't know. For some reason, everyone keeps telling me that I'm a winter, that I'm very cool. And so then they try to put blue eyeshadow on me. Always. <laughs> like, uh, all right, there there are a couple of really amazing people in this world who can pull off that blue eyeshadow thing. I don't think I'm one of them. So you know, I, I don't know anybody that actually wears blue eyeshadow outside of the 80s. And I really only really remember it as being blue eyeliner. Oh, no. Blue eyeshadow. Remember Mimi from the Drew Carey show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had that, like, Sherwin-Williams lacquer look going on. But, like, my sister has been known to wear a blue eyeshadow in her day, and she has gorgeous, like, blue-gray eyes, so they actually work with her. 
I do not. I have chocolate eyes. They don't, they don't, they're like, they're neutral. Mm, no. <laughs> I, I have blue eyes and I don't wear blue eyeshadow. I've worn yeah. kind of a purplish, you know, but it's more kind of on the brown side. Just put a yeah. little shimmer here. Yeah. Uh, everything I do is kind of neutral, kind of brown, gold. You know, I want that warmer look. I don't want Siberian Nights look. Uh, so a friend of mine used to be on uh, like the L'Oreal traveling makeup team and Lancome and those, you know, like big brand name companies and would like go around and paint up models and shit. And mm-hmm. so she's like, hey, come over. I'll give you a makeover. I was like, okay, that sounds great. Just do whatever you want. Just make me look great. Mm. And, uh, and nothing against her work. She does beautiful work. Um, mm. It was not a look that I liked <laughs> or enjoyed. I was like, I look like a Russian hooker. So, uh, yeah. I think that's the problem with kind of the make um, the makeup makeovers especially mm-hmm. because you have your own, like, look. And the only way to go more drastic or more, you know, makeover-y is to actually, you know, make it a lot more makeup than normal, right? Because right. otherwise you're just looking at the same thing just, like, you know, toned a little bit. Yeah. But no, like these ones that they show are, you know, they highlight the bridge of the nose. They change the whole shape of the nose. They put all this different contouring and everything. And, and yeah, it's nice, but first of all, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. If you're, and so asking somebody to try and recreate it is very difficult. Um, especially if they are not used to like blending and things like that. But the next thing is, it's like, all right, how much are we going to change what we look like <laughs> right well, I guess you know, that's the thing like I think when you sit down in like a makeup artist chair or if you go to Sephora for a makeover or whatever it is you're doing or at the Macy's or whoever I don't know whoever does makeup I'm not a makeup person so so when you mm-hmm. go in I think you just expect to look a lot different than you normally mm-hmm. do and you know background on me I did sell Mary Kay cosmetics for a while uh, I'm not a big makeup person, but I have skin, so I really like their skincare line and that kind of thing. So I learned how to apply makeup as it's supposed to be done, and I learned how to pick the color, you know, that I like. But, like, I went to Sephora. My awesome sister-in-law was like, let's go. We'll do makeover. It'll be fun. I was like, okay. And so we did, and we went, and I was like, oh, it looks really pretty. It looks exactly like the makeup that I do at home. Like, she mm-hmm. did a couple of things that were a little bit more glam than what I was going to do. But again, how much of that do you need at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning at the mall? Yeah, you know? but at least <laughs> so at least they didn't go crazy. You know, no. I, I really hate it when they they go like over the top. I'm like, you know, I mean, it's and this is really bad at the Mac counter, man. The Mac counter, they uh, will really try and recommend really, really sparkly eyeshadow and really big eyeliner and stuff like that. And I'm just not into it. Yeah. Um, so, but uh you know, I mean, I guess it's fine. I think I'd prefer to actually find out, like, can you just match my foundation right. as opposed to, um, can you can you make me look like a supermodel and um, and please just reshape my face to be completely different than it is? <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not into contouring. I don't know how to do all that stuff. I'm not a magician. Uh, I just do the best I can with this face, <laughs> trying to make it look slightly less homeless uh, if I'm going out somewhere fancy. Otherwise, I could care less. Like this whole quarantine time, <laughs> I was talking to somebody. They're like, I haven't put makeup on in like three weeks. I'm like, I haven't put any on since like November when <laughs> we went to an event. So, 
you know. Yeah. All right. So let me tell you what I've done in quarantine. Um, I have been putting this pink pastel conditioner on my hair. Now, my hair is not bleached blonde. It's just natural blonde. Mm-hmm. So it's only picking it up a little bit. Right. It's kind of, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Mine was purple before quarantine. Uh, now it's, <laughs> it's got that quarantine grown out look. So yeah, as my hair gets more and more pink, it's getting darker mm-hmm. and I keep going, man, this looks like uh, Liz's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed going with the, the purple hair over the last couple of years. Cause again, I don't do like a bright, you know, rainbow unicorn mm-hmm. purple. It's it's fairly subtle and blended in, and my hairstylist is amazing, and I can't wait until we can get out of this. I also mm-hmm. made the idea to go ahead and reperm my hair back in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not gone as well as the first time around. So, <laughs> it's but it's also it's one of those like we're not going anywhere, right? Like on the normal, I'm home most of the time anyway, but we're not going anywhere more often than not. And so my hair ends up in a ponytail all the time. And then, you know, you get to that point where you take it out of the ponytail and it kind of wants to stay where it was. It's like, oh, <laughs> so just, you know, maybe oh, we do need a makeover. Hair. I don't know. I know. I trimmed like the front of my hair because it was just like getting kind of strange. Like, but like I can't trim the back. So the back is just long. Yeah, hair. I've and, been yeah. just desperate to cut the tip of my ponytail off and I have no idea why. I've never cut my own no, hair. No, no, it doesn't work. It's yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Well, that's I, the thing I cut with the, with the perm. It's hair, gotten yeah. um, it's gotten very frizzy because it's mm-hmm. getting to be summertime yeah. in Texas yeah. and it's humid as fuck, uh, which is not good for the hair. It just gets really big and puffy. So you know, I feel like I've got you know damage. I don't know if it's really damage. I just I don't know. I just I feel the need to take scissors to it. But I've been watching a lot of haircutting videos from quarantine. <laughs> it never turns out. So yeah, I, I leave the scissors away for now. Yeah, I cut my own bangs, so when I trimmed the front of my hair, I was like, oh, it's no big deal. Uh, but uh, And I had to trim my husband's hair, but I trimmed it long, and so he already needs another cut. Yeah, Paul, Paul's been needing me to like trim up on his, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> you have to actually go into work every day, so maybe not. So. Oh, he does? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been working at least three days a week in the office. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm kind of worried about my pink hair. I can't go back into the office with pink hair. It'll wash out. Yeah, it's, it should be pretty fast. But or put it up in a, I don't know, something. Yeah, I We need to go back to hats. I think we need to go back to, to hats being socially acceptable at places like work where you just mm-hmm. don't want to fucking deal with it and you're just there to work anyway. So maybe we just need a cool hat. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like hats. Yeah. Maybe a I beret. Like, I'll I wear bet. a beret. You should wear a beret. That would look good on you. <laughs> I, I stick right. to baseball caps mostly, but I'm thinking like big wide brim Audrey Hepburn kind of hats. That'd be great. Then it's social distancing as well because I can't get past your damn hat. <laughs> so, I saw right. one of those hats with a face shield on it and I'm yeah. like, hey, I like that because then I could still see like, you know. Uh, yeah, my uh, my Exxon down the street was selling some sort of face shield. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, okay so anyway let's get into some of the movie makeovers i do want to start with clueless because we did talk about it in our episode a couple of weeks ago with jessica and 
so we're, you know, in this episode, we see everybody else is perfect. And then Ty, the new girl comes in and they decide as their form of charity or I don't know, what would we call it? Um, it was charity like really yeah or their their like community service let's say yes Mm -hmm. their community service to make themselves better people is to help this this stoner looking girl who comes into the school she's cute but she's also dressed very much how i was probably dressed in high school Mm -hmm. if i yeah it's like the grunge the the skater (laughs) grunge yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and you know what honestly i'd go back to that i'm fine with the grunge look i don't care I mean, uh, I kind of do it now. I wear the plaid shirts, you know, open up mm-hmm. like a jacket a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so they take Ty and they make her over. And it's not just that they're trying to change her physical look or her clothes. They're trying to somewhat improve her mind or get her to be a little more. You know, the funny thing we didn't really talk about in the Clueless movie was that that whole school was like playing grown up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all... Trying to be like daddy the lawyer or daddy the mob boss or my dad has all the connections. And so it was very like adult themed. Like we talked about they're wearing double breasted blazers in yeah. California in the summer. I don't know why. Uh, so yeah. so what do you think about the makeover that they did on Ty? Is that realistic? Is that something that's going to make her better in the end? What do you think? Well, I think that it was realistic in the fact that they didn't like, she didn't look so crazy different at the end of it. I mean, they, you know, darkened up her hair a little bit, but, and then they changed her clothes. What is not realistic to me is that she continued to look cute. And it didn't seem like she was the type of person that cared about that stuff. So she probably wouldn't be pouring through magazines to see what the new fashions are and things like that to be able to keep up with it. Well, and what do you think the odds are that outside of donations from Cher and Dion that she actually had a a continuing wardrobe to work with? Mm -mm. It'd be really, really hard, um, especially, I mean... I, I mean, I can't imagine that she was as rich as everybody else. It didn't. They seem never that talked way. about it. But I mean, I mean, unless she was, but she was from Minnesota, so her dollar doesn't go as far out here. <laughs> it also <laughs> seemed like as the movie progressed, she kind of, you know, once she made it to that, you know, more popular than share, you know, moment or however like week that she was on top. That after that, her her wardrobe did start to kind of slide back down into the overalls with a shirt wrapped around your waist and that kind of thing. So, yeah, and and I'm kind of glad they did show that because she already had her own sense of personal style. It just wasn't shares right. and Dion's, and so you know you're going to revert back to what you're comfortable with. And she wasn't comfortable being a Barbie doll, right? I just don't think she had the staying power for it. And I think that's probably what I've personally witnessed anytime I've tried to change my style or someone else has recommended, oh, wear this, wear that. Is Again, it works for a little while. And then you kind of lose stamina for it. I guess unless you really have some sort of big personality shift, your wardrobe tends to go back to center, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my wardrobe is always... um, work clothes mm-hmm. or a t-shirt and jeans right. like I can try and nice up my t-shirt and jeans 
<laughs> and I do. I have like a blouse, you know, that I'll wear if I'm like people are coming to visit and we're going shopping or something. And I'm like, they probably don't want to go out there with me wearing a TARDIS shirt or whatever. So <laughs> I was wearing one yesterday. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing a um, uh, Sanderson Sisters shirt. Nice. From, yeah. There's a makeover. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think with Clueless, like it it looks like fun. Like it's one of those things that I think if you were, you know, a teenage girl who was still really looking to kind of figure out where you fit in the world and to have the popular girls come up and say, Ooh, ooh, we want to do a makeover on you and you'll be so cute and you'll be in our group and whatever. That I think that would be both flattering and kind of backhanded at the same time. It really was. And the problem is, and we talked about it during the show, she wasn't smart enough to realize that it was condescending. Yeah. All right. So the next movie I have on my list is Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, um, that was one that was all about the clothes, too. I mean, uh, she just, she could look good in anything. So just right. put her in expensive stuff. It really wasn't, it really wasn't hard to put her in a different dress. <laughs> You know? I know. It's like, yeah, you don't really look like you're a hooker when you're wearing shoulder pads the size of a football player. Yeah. And it, again, the giant hat, the social distancing hat. I love helpful. the hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, this this wasn't really one where he made her over. Like she did have a little uh, fairy god brother kind of thing helping yeah. her out. But, mm-hmm. you know. It, yeah, that was that was nice. Um, that But... I think that, you know, you just take a gorgeous woman and you put her in a $500 dress or however much it is. It's probably be a $5,000 dress now, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's going to look gorgeous anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of these makeover movies kind of go from either just really plain Jane or some very few of them have gone from like, oh, my gosh, this person is God awful ugly and they have a dirty black soul to, you know, no, they're an amazing person and everybody loves them. Wah. Yeah. I think that would be a bigger makeover. But, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> that movie makes me upset every time I watch it. I don't know. Pretty Woman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with George Costanza being a total asshole. Total rapist piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. But not even just him, too, because Richard Gere's character is kind of a total dick as well. Yeah. Uh like he I likes mean, it's, her if it suits his mood, but he's also kind of an asshole. I don't get that being like the romantic movie of like a generation. I just don't see it. It's, it's just like, ah, eh, it's a movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess I liked it when I was a kid because it was a movie to like when you were a mm-hmm. kid, I guess. But I, it's definitely not like a Cinderella kind of story, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I like the sitcom with them in it later, the um, one where the Runaway Bride. I thought that was cuter. I got some personality from Kim, and he didn't have any personality in that movie. No. In in Pretty Woman. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so next movie on the list is totally got a big-ass makeover in it, and that's The Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah, she did have... See, this is the thing. If you have, like, just unlimited money and stylists on you, it's not really a makeover. It's just like you're (laughs) using a stylist now. Just a total change of everything. You know, because, like, like I'm saying, if... Just like with Ty, okay? If you don't have the 
understanding of why the proportions worked out better for you and are just like this huge fashion lover, you're going to go back to what you dress like before. But if you have a stylist, it's their job to just design you all the time. And, you know, easy enough. It's not a makeover, really. It's a, um, I'm going to get your hair done and put you in a dress and I'll continue to supply you with dresses and salons. And Yeah, and they it. really tried to take this... Uh, make it like an ugly duckling kind of story it's like Anne Hathaway's already pretty cute you know yeah like, I mean all yeah, they really did was deep frizz Frida eyebrows yeah. and big poofy curly hair but she could have just been in a quarantine we don't know yeah and it's not like something that she probably wouldn't have grown out of on her own if she really liked uh, her hair getting straightened she'd probably straighten her hair you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just maybe not yet at that age no and I, I really do love that movie it's such a it's cute, cute movie and, uh, you know, the makeover is one thing. But again, it's one of those that, you know, she went to this super preppy kind of rich kid school. And mm. even though she had this makeover and she now looks the part of a princess and she looks glamorous and she has her style, the kids aren't any nicer to her, you know, <laughs> unless they're trying to get away with something. But they're they're really still kind of dicks. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess See, the makeover doesn't solve everything, does becoming, it? Becoming a princess does not change your life, apparently. People are still assholes. <laughs> I'm still going to vote against that, and I think I would like to become a princess to see how much my life changes. I'll take it. Maybe. All right. I don't know. I'd probably have to do more with my hair. and I'd, you know, I'd probably try and like, start a war just it, for fun. Yeah, I'd probably like try and get uh, two uh, ally countries to hate each other for some reason, just to, just to see how it would work out. <laughs> so you can host the podcast in the middle. <laughs> I guess <laughs> and it, my life would not change that much. It's like, oh, I've read ninety five books. Sure, keep on going. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So next one on my list is uh, this is one of those that this particular movie has such a such a fucked up message that it's just kind of bizarre and yet people still love it is Greece. Oh, that is a fucked up message. Good point. It's so fucked up because what we see is that Sandy, who is a total goody goody wants to stay with whatever his name is, you know, John Travolta's character in the movie, Danny. She wants to be with him, but he's got to be cool and ooh, ha ha ha. He's got this image to, protect so she goes to the girls and they're like she's like slut me up ladies and so so this message here is like if you want to get the guy just change everything about yourself for the worst just yeah just do that and so it's uh, a fucked up message uh but at least but, but cool at song, least so and but it also at least danny did also change a little bit for her he was wearing his cardigan kind of a preppy cardigan so it he wasn't did. he got a just, leather sweater yeah, it wasn't just like her kind of, um, you know, hey, put me in some uh, leather pants. It was, uh, he was like, oh, hey, I'll be a little more conservative because that's what she likes. So mm-hmm. at least there was a little bit of that in there. But yeah, it is a that messed nice, up story. But literally, he could have done nothing different and she still would have come out with the same outcome, I'm pretty sure. I, I bet it would have. It is a great song and it's the best part of the movie. So <laughs> It is. It's the best part of the movie. You know, I was I was watching some excerpts from that movie last night. I don't even know why. And I'm like, you know what? I watched this movie as a kid a lot. I love musicals. I enjoy this kind of... This is the most inappropriate thing in the world for a kid to be watching. So, 
it's even more inappropriate in the stage play mm. and the touring production. They apparently have um, three different scripts and lines, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have a comedian go out before the uh, show and gauge the reaction um, just to see how prudish the audience is. And then they d- make a decision which uh, which version of Grease they're going to play. Because mm. it gets really raunchy. It's insane just movie-wise, so I could see that. Yep. And the fact that high schools pick this up, I'm like, mm. Yeah. There's a lot. Okay, so there is a video. I think it's College Humor. I don't know if you've seen this one, where it's the Tell Me More, Tell Me More song, and the guys and the girls are singing their parts back and forth. <laughs> and then when they're on Danny's side, they're like, uh, you know, it's basically like, you know, we got friendly down in the sand. We got friendly holding a hand, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know, did you uh, – Oh shit, what was that? I can't remember now. But basically it's all leading up to him trying to like rape somebody. <laughs> the statutory rape or this, you know, date. I think rape I have seen that now that you mention it. Like it gets the questions get asked get really, really awkward and really, really inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why would she call the police? Like <laughs> what yeah. did you do? You know you could tell us if something happened. They go to Rizzo who's like sobbing her face off. You're like, oh God. <laughs> It's terrible, but again, that's you know that's how this thing is, where the guys are talking it up that oh we you know we did all this stuff at the beach and we got down and dirty and she's like we held hands and it was sweet and we skipped in the sun and yeah I don't know yeah so Greece I love but you're totally fucked up so yeah it's not appropriate for children even though that's when I watched it yeah same it's and I think that like parents probably weren't even looking at it too much either they're just like oh here singing dancing there you go. I know. In the 50s. Or it's uh, another one of those like, oh, I didn't get it at the time, didn't get the innuendo or yeah, that the could be subtle mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you just enjoy the song and, you know, you go around and singing about Grease Lightning being a pussy wagon. You know, that's <laughs> fantastic for a toddler to be. I wasn't a toddler, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> for kids to be singing along with. So anyway, uh, next movie is a big throwback. Uh, did you ever see My Fair Lady? Yeah. Yeah. So this one, they uh, they take this yeah, she's poor cockney. Eliza Doolittle, mm-hmm. who is cockney to the bone, and they're like, oh, I'm going to have her speaking like a whatever, I don't know, fancy pants type person. And they do. They change everything about her. The whole movie is about that. And it's just like, who do you think you are, sirs? <laughs> Yeah, I think that it is a nice uh, reflection of, like, the class issues mm-hmm. in um, Britain. You know, we have race issues in America. They have class issues there. And so, like, that voice, like, apparently how people speak just determines automatically where where they should be in the social hierarchy. So if they just, all you have to do is, like, learn to not sound like you sound, and then there you go. Um, change everything about who it, Your you whole life changed. Human. So, I mean, that was more, it was more that than the actual makeover yeah. uh, for her. It was the, like, the speech uh, changing. You know, the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plains. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes to it because, again, you're right. It's not just her look. It's her whole attitude, demeanor, behavior, everything. But it's, it's still one of those where you've got Someone thinking that they've got the business telling someone else how to paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still disturbing, right? 
Um, but I mean, it's still a cute show too. Oh yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, yeah. So my brother uh, actually played her dad in their high school musical version of that. Uh, so he's basically just like a weird little drunk guy that dances around. It's kind of that'd fun. be fun. Mm-hmm. But okay. Anyway, um, the next one we see is another opportunity to look at taking a already gorgeous woman who's slightly frumpy and not very high maintenance and making her into a beauty queen. And we are talking about Miss Congeniality. Oh, yeah. And I I didn't think there was anything wrong with what she was. No. Right? I mean, again, she had low ponytail hair instead of high ponytail hair. You know what I mean? Like, there's just these little, oh, she probably needed an eyebrow wax or, you know, we need to do this. But this one for me was so funny because mm-hmm. of all of the extreme stuff that they're talking about when they're doing it and they're pulling in these weird shellac things and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, waxing and tanning and all of this stuff in an airplane hangar as you do. Yeah. Uh, so it's like couldn't have gone to a spa somewhere. I don't know. I, th- I thought that it was funny. And I mean, the idea was that it was supposed to be like this extreme comical version. I loved that they just have like naked pictures of everybody that works for the FBI. Uh, or, yeah, I thought the paper dolls thing was a little creepy. It was like, you know what? What kind of um, <laughs> background check did you have to do to get like, you need to, hey, we need to get your ID stripped down to your underwear uh, yeah, because it, it, that's what we use for your ID picture. I can't imagine it, what purpose that this program would have except for this exact moment in time. So it did, <laughs> like, didn't they strip down Benjamin Bratt too at one point? Yeah, I think so. I think I so. It, but. So very, very weird. It's a very strange. I'm like, hmm, FBI, you are bizarre. Yeah, but she did have that founding father's low ponytail. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and But really, that's it. I mean, she's Sandra Bullock. Just tighten up well, the ponytail if she's still. pretty. Yeah. Nobody looks like they can kick your ass as an FBI agent with a high pony. That's just not. Nope. It's just not the look. That's yeah. your undercover look. That's yeah. Saturday look. I don't know. <laughs> I'm more of a high pony than a low pony myself. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. And I think that, um, and I, uh, you know, it's just, it's a fun movie. They're obviously making fun of the makeover mm-hmm. and making fun of the whole premise, which is what kind of really made it enjoyable to me. So I would say that's a realistic, um, a realistic makeover in the fact that it's supposed to be unrealistic. Well, it is. And I also think the fact that her, personality changes like not at all like they they dress her up and put her on these pretty things and cute gowns and she's still just sassy and crass and ready to punch somebody in the face like yeah good good for her so all right let's take a quick break and when we come back we will talk about some more makeover movies all right Lisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. 
It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forever's on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forever's pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Hemecast. All right, and we are back. Weren't those promos awesome? Awesome. <laughs> All right, so I have a couple of other movies on here, and these uh, this for this first one I'll talk about. It's not one that I really ever watched, because it was kind of on the tail end of the teen movie, you know, the the, the era of these teen movies. Uh, but I have seen it, and I've seen the makeover part, and this one kind of annoys me as well. Is that she's all that? OMG. This one is very <laughs> annoying because, first of all, the lady had her own set of personal style. She was an artist, and there was absolutely nothing wrong with how she dressed. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you can't be this nerdy artist. You have to be this complete other person. It's very annoying. And the fact that she continues to be the nerdy other person or not, the, the pretty other person, it just makes, it feels inauthentic to me. Yeah. This is one, we've talked about this before, where they're like, oh my gosh, you took off her glasses and pulled down the low ponytail and she was beautiful all along. Yeah. Like, what did you expect her to be? Go from werewolf to princess? Like, although I will say uh, a movie like Shrek, where she goes from princess to ogre is kind of my favorite thing. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that one was really annoying. And yeah, there's some other ones that popped up in the 80s, like Can't Buy Me Love, where that one was actually the guy, I think, that uh-huh. they made over. Yeah, Patrick or, Dempsey. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but but again, it's one of those, like, okay, nerdy guy or gal, we will make you over because you're blackmailing us or for some bet or, you know, it's something like mm-hmm. this. And it's like, okay, we're going to go through the motions and we're going to pretend so that you can be popular and I can get my homework done or whatever it was, these, you know, childish kind of uh, yeah. bargains that we make. <laughs> and, you know, this is like, oh, but I actually like them and love them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the premise behind all of these, right? Is that they had to change for somebody else to love them, which is mm-hmm. super annoying. Um, I, I feel that you lose a lot of the, you lose any validity of your movie when you do that, I think. Right? Yeah. Yes. I so, think so. And, you know, it's it's like romance novels or chick lick novels. A whole lot of these are like, let's pretend that we're in a relationship for whatever reason. and <laughs> Or let's bring up your social IQ over here and doing this. And then... Oh, they were amazing all along, and I love them. And by the time you get to the book, it's like, I hope you both die alone. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just, I can't stand these people who just can't see good-hearted mm. people in front of them without it taking its glasses off. Yeah, it do- it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think that the, 
idea that, you know, hey, you got to get to know somebody before you make these judgments about them. Mm. It's like, you know what? Well, let's just bypass all of that and just jump to the point where you don't need to learn how to get to know them. We're just going to make them uh, a- attractive or um, societally acceptable in order for you to get to know them because you couldn't otherwise. No. Why would you ever cross paths? Ever. Yeah. So, okay, the last three movies I have are actually where the dude gets the makeover. Okay. We don't see a lot of dude makeover movies, or too many. Uh, <laughs> the first one that pops to mind, and I don't, I haven't seen it in a really, really long time, but I caught a glimpse of it on TV the other day, and it just cracked me up. White Chicks. I don't remember that. Oh, where the oh, Wayans it's with the brothers Wayans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. turn into white sorority girls. Like super sorority girls. Super white, too. And it's like, damn, shit. <laughs> and super and, blonde. I mean, you have to be blonde if you're going to be a sorority chick. Well, of course you do. That's yeah. how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So watching one like that, and you're like, that is an extreme makeover. No, it's for <laughs> yeah. their own purposes and whatever else. But you're like, well, that's yep. definitely a... Um, complete change of everything yeah. yeah that's that's not like a makeover that's more like a undercover work like you're just completely different now yeah this is the witness protection program we are now white chicks so uh the next one is along the same vein not quite as severe but maybe as much or more disturbing is your favorite and mine mrs doubtfire oh i love mrs doubtfire i do too so. Yeah, I would say that's a make under, like, though, uh, but for the, what he's changing into, right? He's turning into, like, an old British lady. Um, Eventually, least... but you remember there's the whole montage in between. Yeah, getting, those are great. You know, different versions. Yeah. And Harvey Firestein is still the cutest thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. I just love him. But, but uh, let's think about Mrs. Doubtfire for a second. Oh, this is a movie you, we haven't actually covered. You don't want to think too much about Mrs. Doubtfire, because it's... <laughs> Now, and and I think that we've had one of our internet co- quotes about this because it's like you hate Sally Field yeah. when you're a child and you hate Robin Williams when you're an adult. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like all my life I thought she was such a stick in the mud. It's just a party, but she had a pony in the house. I know. <laughs> exactly. And and that's the other thing that would, would creep me out as a person who is divorced mm-hmm. uh, is if, you know somebody was portraying themselves as something else and infiltrating my house and spending time with my kids. Well, yes, he didn't have nefarious purposes, but that's still just creepy as fuck. It is really creepy. Uh, It's really kind of downplayed to the major problem in their marriage is that he was the fun one and he always had the fun stuff happen and made her be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He made her the bad guy. And so... And, you know, in order to fix it, he pretended to be like this nanny lady and was very, you know, upset. Mm -hmm. But that was the core of the movie, was that they were having problems because he wouldn't let, you know, he wouldn't discipline. He made her discipline because, you know, it's funner that way. He's the fun guy, you know. Yeah. And I knew knew my ex-husband would have been exactly like that. You know, yeah. he was like that just in life without kids. Yeah. Like make me out to be the bad guy if I'm trying to do a responsible thing and, and whatnot. Yeah. And that's that's really frustrating when you have to be the heavy all the time. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to do that. 
Yeah, but you did see, though, he did grow because of, he was Mrs. Doubtfire. Because he yes. was like, um, I have to discipline this kid. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to have to not like me. Yep. And so the, so he finally had to be the parent he needed to be. Mm-hmm. And that was a good makeover for him. That's like, you're talking, we have the makeover in the physical sense, but he also ended up making over his whole yeah. life and attitude life. and just and career too. you can't yeah. just be the fun dad all the time. You have to be a real parent. And if you want to have, you know, responsibility, you want to be with your kids and you need to step up and show them how to be good people. Yep. So anyway, I do love that movie, but the older I get, the more yeah. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. And then I'm like, why is Pierce Brosnan such a bad guy? He's kind of a good looking dude. And, um, you know, he's probably a good uh, role model for your yeah. children since you're not. <laughs> well, see, that's the other thing. He's so immature and childish that he's doing toddler behavior to this new person moving in. There wasn't anything wrong with that guy. It's like, listen, just because you can't be the husband she needs, why do you think she shouldn't be able to have somebody else? So, Yeah. Childish. Anyway. Uh, and then the last one on my list, and maybe my favorite, and yes, there is absolutely CGI things happening here, is Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, yes. That is a good <laughs> makeover. First of all, I mean... They did a great job with the CGI on that because so this is good. this is like decades ago now, right? Like 20 years ago? I mean, not quite. It wasn't that long. <laughs> it feels like it's been a long time because I think I saw it when I first got married and now I've been married forever. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember now. It's been yeah. it's been 10 years at least. But. It's been, yes. And he came out into that. First of all, okay, more than just the Captain America makeover, how about the from Fantastic Four to Captain America makeover of yeah. Chris Evans? How because, about not another teen movie to... <laughs> oh, yeah. But he was like good looking and not another teen movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but yes, no, that was a very disturbing movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or he's got the dildo on his butt. That was yes, awesome. Yeah. I just remember like being really like I was watching it with my roommates and I'm like, this is really kind of awkward. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um but the um they how they made him scrawny and had it the heart and then that, you know, glow up he got mm-hmm. was pretty nice. Pretty it was nice. Amazing. I just showed that movie to my sister the other day for the first time. I'm trying to we just went through all of her Star Wars training and now she's going into the Marvel movies as she's been in a hole, I guess, for years. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, okay, you gotta watch this, gotta watch this, gotta watch this. And she's like, how they make him so skinny? I'm like, just keep watching. And of course, he comes out of the Vita Ray tube, and you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know how they made him skinny. I assume that, I mean, it obviously was CGI, but they probably had some little scrawny dude walking around oh, with a blue did. suit with polka dots on it. And like, how would you like to be? I was the scrawny dude in the blue suit with the polka dots on it to like to I'm be the, the before, before Captain America, because <laughs> he was also yeah. very short. He was like, yeah. you know, like less than five foot tall. Yep. So, yeah, he wanted to qualify <sighs> for the army. <laughs> he wasn't qualified for the post office. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
so good. I've watched that over and over. Just like one of those Jason Momoa shots where he doesn't have to be saying anything. He'd just be walking out of the water wet yeah, for like it's, two hours straight. I'm okay yeah, with that. Or yeah, Hobbs probably, and Shaw walking around without mm-hmm. the shirt on. So. Yep, which just goes to show that uh, you don't need a plot to make an entertaining movie. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> That's on HBO right now. And I'm like, it, we bought it. <laughs> you know, this is what's crazy. Okay, so I'm here all the time with my husband. And I get like really embarrassed when I'm like, I'm going to watch Hobbs and Shaw. You know, classic <laughs> movie. You're like, it's action. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> They're matinee uh, heroes. Why have we not taken on this episode? I know. Greg. It's, it's a great movie. <laughs> great movie. Yep. Yeah. So... So that's all the movies that I pulled. I'm sure there are more. If you, the listener, would love to send us your favorite uh, movie makeover, we would love to hear about it. And whether you think it's realistic or not, or whether you yourself would enjoy a makeover, Mm -hmm. or if you think it would just be something fun. I think they're fun in the short term. I don't know that I'm ready to turn over my life to somebody else to tell me how to completely dress and... No, because like the idea is that you're supposed to continue with this new look. And I don't like that. I think I like the idea that cosplayers have. I would like to be a completely different person right now. But I Mm -hmm. still, you know, have all my clothes and stuff at home that I would like to get into after this is over. Yeah, agreed. Yep. I just, you know, that it's like going to the hair salon and getting your hair blown out and it looks amazing and it's so shiny. And then you get home and wash it and you're like, wah, wah, it's never going to look that good again. I don't care what you do. I have the opposite problem. When mm-hmm. they do my hair like that, it gets really, really flat mm-hmm. and it sticks to my face and I hate it. And so I have to wash it and blow dry it on my own without using a round brush to get it to like get some volume back. I got a perm, so somebody has to use a round brush on that, and it sure as hell ain't going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The round brush is like magic ninja stuff. I can't even. I actually have a a round brush that has a hairdryer built in the middle of it. That's the Mm -hmm. only way I can make a round brush blowout work. Yeah, I I stopped doing that. That burned my hair. Um, I loved it, but it burned my hair, so I had to stop doing it. Which one was it? The time? you know, the um, round brush with the uh, hair dryer in it. Really? The, the Conair. Oh, yeah. I think that's one I have, too. I yeah. don't have one of the fancy ones that they're pimping on all these channels now. It's the same I one. I just have one that I bought at, like, Walgreens or Sally's, like, 20 years ago, and I've replaced it, like, three different times. Yeah, me too. The same one. I love them. They're, they're the best. Yeah, I had them until then. I read somebody complaining that it burned their hair, and I was like, is that why the ends of my hair look like shit? <laughs> got multiple settings do it on lower settings well by that time it burned up so i was gonna get a new one and then i I, I tend to have to do mine on a cool setting Mm -hmm. otherwise it just frizzes out so yeah yeah so anyway that's what i got on movies makeovers so let's talk quarantine because as we quarantine we might feel that we need some essential oils to maybe spray the bitch away at your forest roommate Serenity now for the need for serenity now. <laughs> Are you just throwing that one at him? <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, please God, go away. <laughs> if I could just have like just just a little bit of time, right. I'm like looking at my uh, my walk-in closet. I'm like, you know, if I put a chair in here, like I'm just gonna move into my closet. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
I, I had I wanted to get on a call with like a bunch of girlfriends and stuff, and so I was like, I just don't, you know, you can hear from everywhere in the house. So I just went into my car and sat mm-hmm. and got on the call. I'm like, this yep. is ridiculous. And it's not like I think that my husband would have a problem with anything that I had to say. It's just I you wanted just to need some damn privacy. I just wanted to be with the girls for just a second. <laughs> I know, I get that. And everybody's like, why are you up till three thirty or four o'clock in the morning? I was like, because between like. 1.30 and 4 a.m. is the only time I am the only creature alive in my house. Yes. Everyone else has moved into their vampire coma. Yes. Okay, so the reason why I brought that up was because of the Frankie and Murr line that we are partnered with. I love Frankie and Murr. <laughs> uh, I do, too. I um, I do, you know, again, Spray the Bitch Way is my favorite. Um, it's like earthy but not patchouli-y. And, you know, oh god, not, it's and so good. Why don't you check them out? Um, because everybody needs a little bit of calming, enjoy, and um, enjoyment, even if it's in the form of an essential oil. If you use our code Nerdy, you will get fifteen percent off of your entire purchase with Frankie and Mer. And I believe they still have free shipping for over thirty-five dollar orders. So, oh, get yeah. on that because they've got good stuff. I mean, and this is the only way I can shop right now is it's like shopping online, I guess. There we go. Yep. Well, speaking of shopping online, I'm about to work to set up a new merchandise store for us. So keep watching for that. It's going to be super awesome. I'm very excited. So do we have an internet quote today? Yes, we do. Cool. It's also quarantine related. Well, it may not be. It's from, no, it's from April 5th, 2019. So it's not quarantine related. But it is still quarantine appropriate. There we go. So so it's from at Nick Serino uh, at Twitter. How am I stressing and not giving a shit at the exact same time? (laughs) They just describe my life from about 2003 on. It's just like all the time. Both completely stressed out and chill. Yeah. It's like I'm just... I'm just can teeter on the edge of both at the exact same time. It's like I either have to make it perfect or go fuck it. Like it's one or the other. Well, my, mine tends to feed off of each other, right? So I will be anxious because I'm not doing anything. But then yeah. I will be not doing anything because I don't want to be anxious, you know? So it's it's just kind of a, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it, mm-hmm. I, uh, um, but it's true. But I, I think that a lot of times, sometimes you get like perfectionist syndrome and you want to clean up the entire house all at once. Yep. And if you can't get that all done because you're going crazy trying to clean everything with a toothbrush or something ridiculous because you need to be perfect. Vacuuming your mattress at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, um, yeah, no. F-. As soon as you exhaust yourself, you're like, yeah, no, fuck this. I know. Fuck it's like it. the five feet that I got done today are fucking amazing. Everything else, suck it. I'm going to go watch an episode of Hoarders and feel better about myself. Yeah. So. Oh, man. When I watch Hoarders, I think this is what this house looks like. And my husband's like, this is not what the house looks like. And I'm like, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think my house looks like that until I watch it. I'm like, I'm good. Ugh, yeah. Well, I haven't amazing. found a dead. I haven't found a dead cat yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I do have three... Uh, uh, Marie Kondo bags downstairs waiting nice. to night waiting to go. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I went through and redid my closets and drawers. And... Me too. Yeah. But After I still our Marie have Kondo. frames sitting on the floor that have been here since 2015. So you know, 
Oh, I only did the clothes. I didn't do the paper and stuff because my paper is pretty limited. Uh, the clothes like, takes the longest, I think. So. Yeah. So I did all I did all of the clothes and um, I made it so my sweaters aren't, uh, you know, all fakakta anymore. And I organized my pajamas. Nice, nice. Based on the type of top I like to wear with them. Did you do the standy up <laughs> shirts? Stand them up in your drawer instead of toppling on top yeah, of each mm-hmm, other? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have any drawers, so ah. but I do have some bins and a hanging organizer, so I put mm-hmm. the bins in, and then I just put them in there like their drawers. And actually, there they work go. out really well, because um, I don't have a dresser at all, so that's the only way I can have. Yeah, yeah, I have mm-hmm. some of those hanging organizers, too. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, put bins in them. They yeah. slide out just the, like drawers, yeah. I actually took the bins out, because I have bins for some of them, but the problem I have is that, you know, Unless you're storing taller things like sheets or towels or something, it's all down at the bottom. And then you want to stick to stuff on top of them and then you're back to not being able to find anything. So I Oh, my bins are in bins. the hmm? Yeah, my bins are in the standing organizer. Yeah. Okay. I use them like a drawer. Yeah, yeah. So but then I also got little plastic bins, like uh little boxes and stuff. And I have those in there for other things that I need to get into more often. So mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. I did. I actually organized my sister's pantry. I haven't done mine in a while, but I went and did hers. So I don't even have a pantry. <laughs> we did that, her two closets, and an office. So we've been doing a lot of stuff. I just haven't been doing it at my house, which I, I still need to do is finish my house. But yeah, there's people here all the time. If they go away, I can do something. I know. <laughs> And if somebody wants to take the dogs for a couple of days, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, I love them, but get out. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Quarantine fun. I know. They actually talked about planning out she sheds. We're like, all right, what do we really need? Oh, man, that'd be nice. They so actually nice. are starting to talk about plans to maybe bring some people back into the office mm. at alternating schedules yeah. so that they're not around each other. And so I'm just thinking... Oh my God, just getting out of the house. Like uh, to me, like. <laughs> yeah, I, like... that's how Paul has actually been through this whole thing. He hasn't spent a whole week at home at all. Oh, uh, I haven't left in 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 weeks, uh, Liz. Oh, yeah. And I've mostly um, been Craig's here very, since March 1st. Yeah, Craig's very concerned that my battery will not start. And so he made me back my car into the garage so that if we. You can um, push it, have, pull it out. Yeah. We could pull it out. But I just. Yeah. Like, I get scared going out into public now because I go on walks, and even in walks, I wear my masks, and then all these people around me are like, you're living in fear. And I'm like, what's the worst that can happen if I'm wearing a mask? Okay. What the die. fuck doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah. That's it the doesn't, worst it, You know, like, it doesn't make a fucking difference to you, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I think I'm going to make uh, nerdy bitches masks. Ooh, our, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually kind of fun. I've got my yeah. masks are black, and so they I feel like a ninja. <laughs> anyway, that's our makeover quarantine makeover. You're either homeless or you look like Bane. So, oh no, this is a this is a perfect makeover. Okay, if you you don't have to wax your upper lip if you're wearing a mask or your chin <laughs> or your chin. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, hey. <laughs> it's been a long quarantine oh lord yep and like i said i'll stay home i don't have to be out i'm happy to you know 
give me some bandages to roll. I don't know that that'll do anything, but I could throw them at people. But maybe we'll douse them with spray the bitch away first and then throw them at people. <laughs> I'm just going to start handing that out to people. I know. I just, I'm like, I can't wait to give it to my sister. Like, I've been waiting to give her <laughs> this gift. send it with no card. Gift. Like you did that mug oh, for me. Oh, I should. <laughs> eat a bag of dicks mug. I, I put, uh, yes, the eat a bag of dicks that, uh, that was like, hey, I don't know what a gift receipt is. So I'm just going to send a message telling him what Here's this is. Gift. It's um, like, did you send me a bag of gift. gummy dicks? <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I found yeah. something for you the other day and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny. I did buy a mug for my mom that I'm she's either gonna love or she's gonna hate. I don't know which way it's gonna go mm. yet, but I found it funny and I bought it on an impulse. So but All I'm actually right. looking to start making these mugs on our sites as well. So yeah. Perfect. All right, that's all I got this week. So <laughs> All right. Yes, quarantine, quarantine. edition. All our quarantine editions are going to be like, and this is what I'm sick of right now. <laughs> Pretty much. So our next book club episode is actually one recommended by our friend and Patreon subscriber, Steve from the Nerd Cantina, has given us Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn. Yes. And if you want to listen to our episode, you should start reading now. It's, yes. it's long. If you're going to listen to audio, you could speed it up a little, 1.25 maybe. I think I had it on one and a half and it still took a while. So. It's uh, 23 hours long, I think. It it's, was... it's up there with American Gods lengthwise. Yeah. Now, it was good though. It just took me a long time to get to the good. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But yes. that's going to be coming up soon. So keep your eyes open for Mistborn. All right, so I think that is it for us this time. Uh, if you have something specific you want to listen to us, if you want to join our Patreon page, we would love your support so we could do more stuff while we're in quarantine. That'd be great. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash nerdybitches and help us out there. That would be amazing. Yep. So, all right, well, I guess we will see you guys next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Should I say something? <laughs> <laughs>